0: It's the time of the month that we've been waiting for. It is time for another garden update from yours truly. And we are going to be talking about transitioning from spring gardens to summer gardens. That's what's going on right now, right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast.
1: To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the
0: Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and
2: Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener,
0: one in the country,
2: one in the city.
0: Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, Batavia, so we are here back for another episode, and we, as you know, are both working very hard in our gardens. Am I correct?
2: I am working so hard that I'm hitting my 10,000 steps, like, daily.
0: Daily 10,000 steps. That's what I'm talking about.
2: like, from the front yard to the backyard. I'm not even Mm -hmm. going into any Lowe's (laughs) or Home Depot's. It's just around the house, quite literally.
0: Not even... Hold on, let me get you in on this live bada bing. Yeah, that's the thing is you're hitting ten thousand steps in your own yard. That's the crazy part. Yeah, and
2: the weird thing is it had been so long where like my Fitbit started vibrating. I'm like, wait, what? Is that yeah. someone calling me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, nobody's calling you. You're just doing what you're supposed to be doing.
2: Well, I'm not saying all of that, but
0: Well, okay. So look, before we get started, um two things one check out our t-shirts the link is in the description below and um also loud bell i like it (laughs) also our amazon shop is now officially open so the link is down there as well and that's where we have all the products that we use and recommend in our gardens and we are going to go over our listener question if i can find it here all right are you ready batavia i'm always ready all right Hey, how are you doing? I was wondering if I can ask you a couple things about gardening. I live in Ohio, and I'm getting everything all ready for gardening this year, and this is the first time I'm doing flower beds. I will be doing some herbs and some vegetables. Sorry for rambling, but my question is, what would be a great way to make some soil that's affordable? I bought peat moss, some pretty cheap soil, and I was thinking about putting some cocoa in it, a C- 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 core in it do you have any suggestions on what I should mix up So first of all thank you for sending your question into the backyard gardens podcast and I mean you don't need to apologize for rambling right I mean that's <laughs> we love talking gardening that's what we do but
2: I love when people speak the way that I speak because there's never been and even in this response there's never been an opportunity I haven't taken to ramble
0: you? <laughs> Ramble? No way We're both notorious ramblers So mm-hmm. I sympathize So what is your suggestion? I gave my suggestion but And I'll tell you But what is your suggestion?
2: Okay uh, Before I answer Any idea of How big or small the space is? No Like how much space That they're trying to fill? I would okay. say
0: So my, my assumption is Garden bed Let's call it a, At least a 4 by 8 foot
2: Okay so um, single garden bed or more, and depending on whether or not it's more, you can decide if this makes sense. Um, I'd do, let me say this, if it's 12 feet or taller, meaning if that person's bed is 12, 12 feet, 12 inches or taller. I'll say,
0: damn, what kind of, is yeah, it? Right? a Jolly Green Giant <laughs> garden up in this bitch? What's going on?
2: <laughs> if it's 12 inches or taller, then I'd put a couple of inches of filler. Right. If it's Mm -hmm. taller, definitely do this. Um, I mean, everything from like twigs, not necessarily mulch, like wood mulch, but twigs. um, If you have shredded leaves, like that bottom couple of inches, which you may not necessarily need for your growing needs, I try to fill that up to save yourself some uh, money. What I also do is um, I use spent potting soil. So if I've been growing in like flowers in it in different pots over the years, I know how to amend that soil, but that's a great opportunity again, just to lay that in that bottom layer before you get to like your good soil. Um, yeah. So good soil is all relative. For a four by it, four by eight foot space, I would purchase soil like from a store. If you have more space to fill, like, look into prices for like you know bulk soil purchases.
0: Yeah. What I said was to um, bulk buy little bit, buy bulk soil. Mm-hmm. But I think combining like you are where it's like we're going to put something in the bottom. So like when I made my four by eight bed this year, I bought b- bulk soil, but I also put like sticks and leaves and just mm-hmm. kind of piled up anything that will like biodegrade yeah. down into the soil in the garden bed. Because, I mean, over time, you you're going to have to refresh it anyways. You know, you're going to get settling. You might get some stuff washing out. Stuff like that. So um that's really, you know, my best bet was like you said, and if you're gonna use the peat moss and the what is it, cocoa? Is that Cucur-c-or, how you say
2: core, core. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> if, yeah.
0: if we're if you're gonna use that, I mean you can definitely mix some of it in, but I would def I would be careful that you're getting like a well draining soil if you're mixing in a big bed.
2: Yeah. So, um, everything I've read and I use it personally, um, peat moss, um, for the purpose of like if I have drainage issues, so I yeah. use it in my container gardens. Sometimes I have a trick that I'll share in some future episode, uh, about what I'm doing v- instead of using peat moss, but, uh, to fill a raised bed, I wouldn't add that just because of the cost of it. Like you buy it in that big container and it does expand, of course, but I'm like looking around to say what's the cheapest thing of value that I can put in there. Yeah. And then one note about that bottom layer, you just want to make sure that any there's nothing in there that's just going to completely mat down. That's why I said shredded leaves versus regular leaves. Um, because again, you still want good drainage for your garden beds.
0: Yeah. No, and I mean, you know, if you're and remember the whole point of this is to be affordable. (laughs) so you know you could also get like fill dirt and mix that and then get some compost you know if you make compost great but i'm assuming because this individual is just now making their first bed Mm -hmm. that they're not you know in the compost game yet but you can get bags of compost fairly cheap you can get bulk compost Um, you know a lot of times when you go to a landscaping store and you get compost it's going to be like leaf litter and not mm. like food scraps and stuff like that. And there ah, is a okay. big difference. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's just a big difference in it. So, yeah. you want to make sure that you're adding something like that to this fill dirt, if that's what you decide to use. But, um, like for me, I filled up my 4 by 8 bed with soil, and it cost me $30 to fill it up. That's mm. what the soil runs, so... Um and that's like garden soil with compost and all pre-made with sand for drainage and everything. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's a little bit too much drainage, but we crossed <laughs> that bridge.
2: I have that problem in the backyard, but those beds are sitting on concrete. Um one thing to note and totally be this person. I wish I would have been this person. I read online when I was like researching how to fill a lot of beds with soil, like or mm-hmm. plainly put how to fill a lot of beds. And I ended up buying in bulk um, from a place, a few blocks from me, you know, price was reasonable compared to some other places. It was more expensive to buy bagged soil. So it made sense for, this is when I was building out the front yard garden to have it uh, delivered and everything i well not everything but most of the things i read online said like go to the place and take a look at the soil right so while i spoke to the person and they're like oh this is a garden blend going there and if i would have touched the soil i would have thought twice about buying it so generally i've been growing well in that space with that soil but there definitely is like kind of mud balls right right? so when you water that bed compared to some of my other beds in soil you can see it i mean it pulls up like mud right versus um if i grow in one of the raised beds when i've bought like packaged soil and all in all again i'm able to grow food but it's not the quality of soil that i would have knowingly purchased
0: right yeah i mean you and well you end up fighting that drainage issue too -hmm. So, and that can be a real problem. Like, I mean, you know, if you're, if you only watered your beds only and that's it, it wouldn't be that much of an issue. But if you, you know, if you factor in raining and everything, like or if you live where I am and there's a damn drought and in, in mm-hmm, May, mm-hmm. Um, it's not an issue. But you know, if it's raining and you're watering and you can't control that, it's it can be very difficult when you have yeah. you know too much water retention inside of a garden bed. So,
2: and also consider depending on the thickness or heaviness of the material you're using, the soil, yeah, um, the ability for seeds to find their way up. Yeah, yeah so.
0: Yep, and that's why nice fluffy compost is always amazing yeah. to add yeah so um, hold on one more yeah.
2: time <laughs>
0: boom we got the bell that's it closing so look thank you for sending your questions in if you want to send us questions you can send them in at on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV or you can send them to Batavia or myself on Instagram or you can send it on YouTube at Backyard Gardens so um, thank you very much and Good luck filling your bed, you know. Yeah, let us know what you end up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let us know what you end up doing, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the cool part, too, is there's no clear-cut answer to any of Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like we are, you know, this is the cheapest way because I buy bulk soil, but there might not be somebody close by. So,
1: Mm -hmm, you know,
0: and buying it in the bags is. And if you're watching this on Instagram, where you're going to try and start doing our listener questions live when we can. So, um, you know, make sure you check us out. We're not going to marry ourselves to a date or time. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I um, miss
2: I misjudge my timing again. So podcast listeners know I always come into these episodes hungry. And so somehow, some way I've done this, even though we're recording midday. So here you are.
0: Yeah, we had that conversation <laughs> beforehand, but we won't go there. All right. Well, we will get on with the show right after this break. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener.
2: To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have.
0: Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast, and we'll see you guys after the harvest. All right, Batavia, please tell me, please tell me that you are completely planted for summer right now.
2: Can you help me understand what you mean by completely planted?
0: There is not another reason for you to stick another spade, hand, finger, toe, or anything else in the dirt for the rest of the summer season.
2: That's such a loaded question. The answer is no. And I I know know you know the answer is no, (laughs) but I am like, by the time this airs, I will be completely planted. And we're not talking about the things like the succession planting and all of that. I still have a couple of beds of the 998 beds that uh, need some special love. But just just
0: a small portion of them.
2: Yeah, just a small portion. Like, I I don't know, 6% of them or something.
0: I have a few more things to plant.
2: Okay.
0: A few more, so you know. I just I feel like every time I'm like I'm done, something else crops up. And I'm like, no, I got to stick something in the ground now. So <laughs> I did. Now, uh, there
2: are whole vegetable species that I've not planted. Oh, so there is well, that.
0: Do tell, do tell. Yeah.
2: So I have not found my way, and I've said this to myself three times this week. I've not found my way to plant like green beans yet. I'm not sure why. There, yeah, I mean, why? I'm not even talking about like just the trellising kind. I'm talking about bush beans. I'm not sure why. I keep saying it. I feel like I should even pause this recording and then go and do it now. But I, anytime I'm outside, somehow, some way, I just don't find my way to my uh, you know, seed vault with beans.
0: Yeah. So my other side of the cattle panel,
2: mm-hmm. the
0: far side, I haven't planted, I've planted, you know, I have peas there, but I want to take them down now. And I keep mm-hmm. dragging my feet. And I'm like, dude, if you don't do it, you're going to miss the boat. Yeah. So I'm, well, I'm not,
2: um, I mean, well, yeah, well, maybe for you, I'm not so concerned about missing the boat. Um, I do feel like beans for me. And again, bush beans, not um, your um, your vines or your running beans. I feel like I, I tuck them in. I can tuck them into spaces. Yeah, So I'm still there's still a couple of beds where I'm like, what kind of bed will this be? What am I dedicating to it? And then I think beans will follow. So.
0: Yeah, bush beans are a good tuck-in-the-corner type, you know, fill in the space. Same with radishes. I feel like you have, like, oh, there's a blank space, boom, drop a bean. Yeah.
2: You're good. I just realized I've lied to everyone. Oh, really? I did. Yeah, I totally did. Back when, it like, before we had, right after our last frost date, the average last frost date, but before the temperatures dipped down again, I did tuck a couple of beans inside of my strawberry bed. yeah. I did tuck a couple of beans inside of my strawberry bed, but now the question is, they must not have germinated. I guess I should check on them.
0: Yeah, I've got a couple that didn't germinate either. It's interesting, and you know, it's funny. I was talking to you the other yesterday, and I was on the phone, and I was like, "What is this bean?" You remember, and you were like, "Sounds uh, yeah, yeah. familiar." I'm like, "Oh, it's another type of bush bean." Let me uh, do that. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. it was, um, you know, it's just packing stuff in and filling in and. All that. So let me ask you a question today. What was the task you did today in zone 6A?
2: Oh, that's so unfair. We should have recorded this yesterday. Uh, so today it was raining like all night. Um, so I consciously decided not to do any garden tasks. Um, so this morning when I got up, I did my garden walk. It The rain had subsided. Uh, so it was a little damp outside, and I made plans in my head for the things I do need to do later on in the evening. I mean, I did I cleaned up some of like you know, there's some leaves you know that are kind of dying and and or dead. I did a little bit of that cleanup. I pulled like enough weeds to hold it in my hand because it's such so much easier to pull them when it's wet. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's not impressive. No, you
0: but okay. So first of all. That might not be impressive, but it's important. And I think it's really cool that you were like, I want, that you were not like, I want to say what I did yesterday. Yeah. And you came out and said (laughs) it because it's important that, you know, it's like for me, especially to think, sit back and think, you know what? I don't have to do something today. I can just make that mental note. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to get done today. So, uh, redemption.
2: Go it ahead. also let me sleep in. I knowingly slept in. I didn't go outside until like seven thirty or seven forty-five. I've been out like well, five thirty. The day's
0: over at that point. I mean, I damn, know, right? it's time for a nap.
2: <laughs> Gardeners and everyone in the army—they basically don't have their day. Yeah, but I've been out like at five thirty-ish. You know, these previous mornings, and um, I've like really—it was a true garden walk because normally there still is like the quick walk around but then digging into work or like the work I have to do because I'm trying to like beat the heat now, which is mm-hmm. so crazy. We're already talking about beating the heat. So
0: Yeah. Well so redemption amendment, what did you do yesterday?
2: Oh, uh, so yesterday I um I stole an idea from many gardeners, but specifically my buddy Ben Gardner. Um <laughs> I uh added soil to my potatoes. So on top. Yeah, so the potatoes had um, you know, they've started to grow tall and I'm what is it called? mounding. What is it yeah.
0: called? Mounding. So yeah,
2: that's what I'm doing. So I have containers, uh potatoes in containers, I have potatoes in a raised bed or two and it was time and so the thing I stole was um I cut out the bottom of remember the free buckets I always talk about? Mhm. So I had like three of those buckets. I took three of those buckets with my handy dandy saw. You should have seen me. I did do a video of it because it's like, never follow these instructions. I'm surprised I have all of my toes. So I cut the bottoms off and then I put the um, now cylinder on top of three of the potato plants and then added soil around it this is actually inside of a garden bed not even inside of a container um because the garden bed only goes about 11 or 12 inches high and i'm trying to basically you know because they grow from the stalk, i'm trying to get more potatoes and it's a little bit of an experiment because i didn't do that with every single plant within the bed
0: so i like that though i think that's a good um trade-off to using tires
2: Trade-off for using tires. I actually had a separate idea that didn't just, it didn't come together for me. Um, So I ditched that. And I have so many containers, but I couldn't bring myself to cut up anything that I've paid for. So so I was like, you know, I mean, grow bags would be great for, but it's like, once you cut it, it's done. You can't use it as a regular container, right? A regular pot. So I'm like, and I have buckets because I'm still in this mode of, like everything is everywhere. Like so I had buckets strawing about and I said, Oh, that's it, you know. So yep. there we have
0: I, it. I today mulched my garden. What do
2: you doing I also planted all of my tomatoes yesterday. I'm sorry. Oh, well how did you not <laughs> just go lead
0: off with that?
2: I totally buried the lead because I did the tomatoes yesterday morning and my last memory in the garden, the beauty that she is, was potatoes in the evening. So there it is.
0: So are your potatoes a good size when you put them out? Are you happy with them? Tomatoes. Sorry. Potatoes. Tomatoes.
2: I'm happy with all of them except the early girl and big boy. Um, so I always judge things like, would you buy it? I would never buy plants that look like that, but I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, But all the rest of the tomatoes look good, but go ahead. You, you mulched. I'm still struggling there. So I want to hear what you did yesterday.
0: No, today, Mm. like just before we started recording, I was, um, you know, it's starting to get hot. We're in the Mm. nineties now. So I'm like, okay, it's time to mulch. So I took a bale of wheat straw. Mm -hmm. Somebody corrected me on, um, YouTube and, was made the comment of, why don't you call it wheat straw? I'm like, well, (laughs) honestly, I didn't know it was called wheat straw, but just for Mm -hmm. you, wheat straw. Uh, Not hay, but straw. And I ran over it with a lawnmower a bunch of times, chopped it up Mm -hmm. real fine, and just piled it on top and left about, you know, probably a six-inch diameter away from the base of the plants. Mm -hmm. So um, this is part of my quest, my year-long quest, of really rebuilding my soil. Mm -hmm. And that is really, you know, the final step in the process behind, you know, adding more compost
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, this year. So it's like I've added compost, I've added fertilizer, I've added more compost. um, I buried mulch and then I've added more um, soil on top and compost. And now it's time to um, put the mulch on top. And then over the year, It'll start to break down, so that's why I ran over with my lawnmower so I could shred it up real fine, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. real fine, but just so it wasn't like huge long straws of you know wheat straw or hay, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So is that um, a take on ahead.
2: lasagna gardening to a degree, like the layering.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. layering. So <clears throat> basically, what it is is I mulched it in the fall, and I just left it there, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna put some compost on top, and I just put it right on top. Mm-hmm. And I was a little stressed out about it because I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to leave this mulch on top. And then, so essentially I'm planning in compost, but there's a layer of mulch underneath. And is that going to really affect my, uh, my plants when I put them in? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I realized like, as I was planning, I really paid attention to it. I was like, you just dig a little deeper and throw some compost on top of, in the middle and. It's not really that big a deal, so I haven't had any issues at all. My garden's doing really good so far this year. So,
2: yeah, I've been watching um, and knowing that you've been active in the garden, going back to you know winter and spring. um, You know that's it's taxing on the garden, right? And it's continuing to produce. Um, I I'm struggling with the mulch because, gosh, like I feel like I'm an honest person, and if someone disagrees, don't tell me. But I'm struggling with the wood chips, right? Well, Batavia, as
0: far as your honesty, I'm going to have to tell you, of all the people I know, you are by far the most and undeniably most honest person I know. So you don't... Thank I haven't you. heard you lie to me yet, so uh, we're going to take, no, I do reserve or the I'm right. Or I'm
2: just so good at it, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just a, an effing professional liar, but, <laughs> you know, when it comes to the garden, I, you know, I don't think that, I think you are pretty honest, and I agree, I appreciate your honesty about the wood chips, because you know how I feel.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, so a couple of reasons, so I said, so uh, my garden is not mulched at all. And I'm trying to buy myself some time Um, and it's not mulched because of two reasons. Um, I would need to go and pick up more wood chips and I still don't have my garden like pulled together. And that's like a whole like that's two or three trips with my shovel with plastic bags. It's hot. It's nasty. Like it's a whole thing. And I try to put that off a little while longer, but two, um, it's. Really the work of pulling wood chips back, the pain in the ass that is every yep. year. And I know technically I don't have to, but with my desire to amend my soil specifically with compost. Um, it's really best, right? My wood chips are not fine. they're so thick where they definitely do break down because the same wood chips are used in the walkways in the front yard garden. So I can see them breaking down so much so where over the years I could see that they've like kind of turned into guess what soil right um but it's just it's too much work for me at this point the roly-polies are a small bit of of the influence like it's again a breeding ground for them but i could probably get past that so all of that said i am and we had a whole episode regarding different types of mulch so if you haven't heard that check that out um And then, Ben, there's a video on Backyard Gardens TV on YouTube where, you know, you're walking through three methods of mulch. So I think I'm going to lean more heavily on straw and leaves this year. If I can get off my ass and mulch or, I guess, shred my leaves. Last month's update, I said I was going to do it. And did you? No.
0: Damn. You even said I got to go shred my leaves. I got to go buy.
2: Yeah. Like hanging up in the middle of the recording before the recipe of the day, I was like, oh. Out of my chair. Nope, didn't do it.
0: So um, that whole thing about, of all the people I know, you are the most honest. Um, yep. That lasted, what, three minutes and 12 seconds, so we're good. <laughs>
2: I don't lie in the moment consciously. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There
0: you go. Well, you know, it's <clears throat> it takes dedication to get out there and do the leaves. And that's why I mm. do it in the, in the winter and fall, because it's like this time of year. Like, I mean, I had to go out there and cut that straw up, and I did not feel like doing yeah. it.
2: You know, all of those bags of, of leaves are in my f'n garage, like, li- cause I spread them out in the garage to have them dry because they had been sitting outside all winter, so snowed on and rained on for months, and so I said, oh, I'm gonna put them in the garage and let them dry, and again, going back to almost a month ago now. Um, and it's, again, it's, I mean, let's just be realistic. There are a lot of parts of my life where I don't jump up to do the least fun thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, why would you? (laughs) Well, so it's unfortunate that you did that because if you would leave them in the bags and just poke holes in the bags, you'd be creating leaf mold, which is like a step towards composting. So
2: yeah, that wasn't my intent, but Hey, there's always this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but Mm -hmm. you know, and you, you have a lot of, and I mean, we've gotten a lot of listener comments and suggestions about your intrepidation against um, composting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, did I use that word correctly? I hope I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, yeah. good. Look at that. Somebody's They're smart today.
2: Yeah, I'm, there's definitely intrepidation around it. But if
0: you did it with only leaves, you wouldn't have to worry about it. So you could create leaf compost. So that's an, that's another option too, because you have those leaves and stuff like that that could be breaking down for you, right? now. don't fall asleep on me. I know you're like, shut up.
2: I'm ready to say, look at this face. I know. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. I get it. I mean, let's okay. Let's talk about. Let's take that piece, that idea. Don't you ever feel like you just want to come into the garden and do the thing that you know how to do? Like, I love good garden experiments. Every year, I'm growing something new. But kind of the methods I'm using to grow, I just you know I like I, it. It burns my ass to actually be changing this mulch piece, you know. And I'm not even saying I it still may end up don't have enough leaves. They only go so far. Don't have enough straw or hay or whichever in between that it is. I may end up defaulting to what's readily available to me, which is wood chip mulch. But I'm just like I'm I'm. I'm I, maybe I'm just tired. I've, it's like been like fifty thousand steps in the last three days, and I just want I'm, I want to relax. I don't want to no, do anything. No, I feel new. you.
0: I feel <laughs> you. And um, so my answer to you is generally no. Mm-hmm. But with my whole irrigation thing, I've, I have had that. So um, you know, I go through and I look at it, and you know, funny when I bring it up, I turn on the wild garden soaker hose. It's got a fucking hole in it. Uh, yeah. And I say that with a hard F because it makes me so mad uh, yeah. that these hoses, and I want to blast this company so bad right now, I'm not going to, that within months they got holes in them and they're just leaking, you know? So yeah. luckily I thought ahead and I was like, you know what? When I took my sprinkler, down, I was like, I'm going to leave it right here. So if I need it, I got it. And I, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm back to square one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only am I back to squirm, but I wasted a lot of money doing it. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just yeah, it, it really sorry, chaps my buttons, you know? And um but no, I agree with you. It's like having to change something, you just you just want it to go smoothly, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you championed hard for wood chip mulch for last year. You championed yeah. real hard for it.
2: And I felt I felt really strongly about it for like three years or something coming yeah. into it. That's the reason why um, Do you think I'm inside your head? No, I think that it's one. It's a very uh, lengthy garden task. And again, this is year the Front Yard Garden was um, launched in 2019. So this is the third year for it. So I've more than doubled the space of my garden. So that's kind of catching up with me. So to get garden ready, right? Either I'm pulling all of these wood chips back in the fall or in the spring, you know, amending the beds. And then it's the, all right, let's put that wood chip, those wood chips back. And a lot, excuse me, a lot of cases, I don't put the same wood chips back because I basically pulled up a whole bunch of dirt too. Um, and so now it's like, okay, go and collect. I mean, it's just, it's one more thing um, yeah. that's actually... It's, I mean, it's a week's worth of tasks, basically. Um, so I don't know that I'm going to have any better luck when it comes to how do I amend with leaves, leaves. yeah how do i mend with that what does it look like with straw i did an experiment a couple of years back with straw and um with wood chips and the difference is i'm going to try to shred the wood uh the straw that i'm using using straw that's more fine versus the long long pieces because that matted up pretty badly
0: yeah you can um you can get uh Easy straw, I think is what it's called. And it's already diced up. But if you got a lawnmower, man, it's just running over at one time. And yeah. it's a quarter of, the, you know, not even a quarter of the price. It's way less. So, um, you know, for me, I use leaves because they're free. Uh-huh. And then I use the straw just to kind of add diversity to mm-hmm. it and a different mixture versus the wood chips, like, there's no reason to add anything new because the wood chips take forever to break down. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this are kind of these are kind of adding at the same time. But um yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. And you know, it's funny that it's it's June, basically. I mean, we're a couple days away from June at this point mm-hmm. and we are still talking about mulch. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. compost. Like this is like the common thread in all of this.
2: Well, that actually makes me smile, right? So that makes me feel like um, so on one hand, I want things that work well to to be able to continue to use those. I want to change based on you know problem solving or completely trying something new because I'm really really interested in or curious about it, and then on the other hand, it's kind of like you're still fighting the same demons in the garden, and I know that's that's overstating it, uh, you know sometimes I do that. Uh, and it's like you're back to the point of compost and what do you use to protect your soil? I feel like I can see a difference in the soil that went unprotected this this past winter. Um, I can see a difference in, you know, kind of how it's reacting to be wa- uh, to being watered. I can see Is it a good or bad? In, it's not it's not great. It's not good. It's uh, much drier, that top la- a layer of soil. Um, and it'll take some time to get back to it. Um well, you that's exactly before. why I
0: mulched today is because I noticed that everything was dry. I go out there and be like, damn, it's dry again. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I put a layer on it and I give yeah. it a, a couple of days of watering, then mm-hmm. that will stay moist. And that's what yeah. you really want. you know, Because then your roots are going to be growing from the surface down. Yep. So.
2: But it's okay. I mean, I think there's a little bit of fatigue for me because this is my first real two season garden year right so I'm gardening in two seasons right now so spring going into summer and I'm not talking about the few things I planted in the fall like no this is like full garden beds were planted in the spring and so there's a little bit of fatigue um, that I'll adjust to because I still love it all where I had garden like on full like speed ahead for the spring and this time of year, when I'm always planting out my first garden, my summer garden, I'm, I've already been gardening for two two months now. Yeah. You know? So I'm in maintenance mode, as we described when we talked about what I did what did I do? You know, the potatoes. Maintenance mode compared to like starting out with planting my tomatoes and my peppers and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, but there's something to be said about already being in that mode and getting Mm -hmm. them in and you know, you're already kind of on top of a lot of like remedial tasks and stuff like that. And you know, your garden's been worked for a while. So, you know, and that's, I mean, so, uh, well, hold on. I want to get off the subject of mulch and compost. Oh, I thought we were off of it. We were, but there's two things that I want (laughs) to, that need to be said. Okay. Um, You are getting into the time where it is time to add mulch to your garden. And I'm not talking to you necessarily, Batavia. I'm talking to the listeners. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to do it too early because you will cool the soil so much that it will slow down your growth rates. So you want to wait until it gets nice and warm before you start adding your mulch. So um, that's a common thought process. And that's my thought process, too. Um, and then the other thing too is, I did a, you had mentioned the videos I did on compost. And um, I got a really low view rate on them. And so I was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe people just don't care about compost. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what, though? I was like, it's one of those things that's so important mulch and compost and all mm-hmm. that, that like, I just, I feel passionate about it. I'm like, I'm just going to keep, go, keep doing it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like at the, some point, you realize in your gardening journey that like this stuff is really important. It's more important than the tomato that I cut down because this yeah. is what helps me get more of those tomatoes.
2: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, um, it's overall health of the garden. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what you're contributing to when we talk about adding compost and mulching. Right. Yeah. Um, and to be quite frank, you know, keeping weeds down you know if you can that's overall health versus you know i just dropped five pounds right that's like sort of now in the in in the moment right Um, so yeah i mean i definitely do agree and support that um the mindset around gardening you you, you're really in a good place if you've shifted already to valuing those things and there were a number of years and i'm just as proud um, of my gardens back then, where again, neither of those things ever entered my mind. I was pulling weeds, and at some point, my grandmother, and I've said this before, I just love the saying, she's like, alright, now it's time for the garden to run wild. Because mm-hmm. I, mean, there was, I mean, my folks weren't mulching a garden. Let's just keep it really real, son. They weren't mulching a garden. Is At some point, you pull those weeds, pull those weeds, and then you just let things run wild. The plants are big enough where the weeds don't take over, you know, so Just because they did that doesn't mean I will. But this also lets you be realistic about what you can still have success with. So Yeah. That was a little bit of a circle I talked in, but.
0: That's okay. That's okay. That's what we do. We're known to go in circles. (laughs) So, but no, and and, you know, so, and that's part of transitioning into a summer garden. Mm -hmm. You know, like once you get your tomatoes established and stuff like that, then you'll be probably going back and you'll figure out what you want to add. So, um, I got an update about a summer garden. Ooh. I got an update. Everybody want to hear it? I got a zucchini. (gasps) Wait, wait. I got another (laughs) update.
2: Did you see the progression of the bell? You're going to have to take one of those bell rings for this next update. I'm not doing it again.
0: I got a mushroom.
2: (gasps) (laughs) Oh, that's totally worth it.
0: I got I was one mushroom in each bed. I got two different kinds of mushrooms, one of them only. So I'm doing something right.
2: So, um, so part of the joy that I have, well, one is hearing that. But part of the joy that I have is when I work in the front yard garden, I meet and talk to all kinds of great people. And so a couple stopped over this weekend, like, you know, was going one place, saw me out front, pulled over and we started chatting. And, you know, I was showing them the front yard. They were asking about different things. And then... They were inside of the fence by this point and so I said, Do you guys want to see the back?" And they're like, yeah, you know and so I'm just like, I just wanted to give a tour of the backyard garden anyway Logan short of it, they saw everything and then um, they asked like you're not growing food under your porch?" You know, like, you're clearly using all of the space you have. And I'm like, you know, I actually considered mushrooms there. And I thought about you, and it's like, oh, I would love to grow them. So I'm so excited. I mean, yeah. like, you have them, meaning they're you've harvested them, or you can see that they're prominent. Well, first
0: of all, so just before we got on here, I posted a picture on Instagram.
2: Okay. So, so we're checking Instagram. Standby, 3-2. Yep. Everyone, two, as one, you're backyard, listening, go in and check go Instagram. To
0: backyard Gardener Instagram, and you'll see... Um, It's very little. If you read the captions, I say, get your microscope out. But <laughs> it's important to me because it's a reminder that the smallest wins are the biggest victories in gardening. You know what I mean? It's like, and let's talk about this mushroom. Let's just talk about this mushroom growing. Like, it's like, I feel like it's like the deep, dark corner of the garden. Why are you crying? <laughs>
2: So for listeners, um, we can see each other. It helps the dialogue. So we can see each other, although you're listening to us. And I know that he knows the look. That I give when I start to get all weepy, and I know the look when he's like, "I'm I'm doubling down on this, right?" No, I
0: just wanted, you know, because it was really important. Because you know, last year was a hard year for me, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you go and you grow mushrooms, and I I don't see a lot of people growing mushrooms. Um, but it's it's difficult because it's back in the woods, it's back Mm -hmm. in the shade. Nobody's seen it. The only people that have seen it are you and the people on Instagram. There's no Mm -hmm. other human being other than my family that has seen my mushroom garden. Mm -hmm. So the fact that there's somebody out there that cares about it is amazing because I feel like when you grow much like it's like you're in the dark alley in the shadows and you're you know just like you're lurking or something. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. um, and it's just it's part of my journey to having a more diverse garden you know just like I planted my cow peas yesterday like those are the two final steps that I have like grow protein and grow mushrooms yeah you know so, so
2: it's special for your moment is special for me um, because I know exactly that I know that it's a part of your journey to diversify your garden and I know for me I always my first year out I always plant with the well if I get something this year, And I mean, that was just a couple of months ago. And it's such a sign of like, don't put it off unless it's compost. You can put it off for like 10 years, but don't put it (laughs) off, you know, and the there's a a joy of nature. Like, you know, you look up and there that thing is, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And a nice moment. The mushrooms stole the show from the zucchini, I will say, because Let's let's not hold this down. Like I've been fighting the squash vine boar I mean, excuse me, the little bastard for years <laughs> and I'm ahead of his ass. And I got mm-hmm. a zucchini. I'm about to get another one. And tomorrow I should be in the process of getting two more and the squash vine boar I just found an egg. So I'm like actively like hunting him down at this point. So
2: I'm actually I need to go back and look at my timing for um zucchini and the squash vine board last year uh oh we don't want we don't want that volume (laughs) i'm trying to figure out when i was posting this last year um because it totally like i planted zucchini and yellow squash yesterday direct sowed and timing seems about as early as i would have done it last year which means i'm going to run smack dab into them um but I do have an opportunity based on I'm, I'm growing them at least in one space in containers. So I have an opportunity to at least cover it easily. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I have a, a really nice friend down the street, a neighbor that loves zucchini and squash. And I was talking to him about it, um, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And in my mind, it's like, if I could give him a couple of of, you know, zucchini and squash, like. I enjoy them. There's one recipe I really, really, really enjoy. So I want at least enough for that, but I want to be able to share that with them, right? You know. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, um you know how I feel about it. But the I saw the picture of your zucchini just now and it is like it's not even like this little bitty itty thing. It's not yeah. like not like baby lettuce, baby cucumbers. No, this is a full grown zucchini. It's yeah. pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it's it's a full grown zucchini and I know that most people are like, come on, man, they grow like wildfire. But you know, <laughs> you know, every year I go out and I'm like, all right, I'm about to get a zucchini. Oh, it's wilted. Oh, yeah. it's cut in half. You know, and I'm out here doing surgery. And so anyways, <laughs> we've we've crossed a hurdle. So hopefully I'll be eating fried green tomatoes. I you know, I was giving I was joking with you on the last update about how I was going to get tomatoes in May. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna get tomatoes in May. There's Uh, no way I'm gonna get a red tomato in May. Yeah,
2: it's okay. So my
0: goal is to have a green, a fried green tomato. But um, it's crazy. I you know every year it surprises me how long it takes for those first tomatoes to turn red.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then they just keep coming. But those first ones, man, it's like damn.
2: Well, I'm convinced that I'm going to have my earliest tomatoes this year. And the reason why I'm convinced is because the short of the story, I mistakenly brought in soil from outside, inside of my grow room earlier this year. Um, And so that was, I believe, one of the reasons why I had this aphid battle indoors, but hey, What came from that is some volunteer tomatoes that was inside of one of the containers. And so there were two tomato seedlings that volunteered. I don't know what the hell they are. I think they're both cherry tomatoes, but who knows? And I think they're both cherry tomatoes because there were so many of those that had fallen like in the soil or whatever. And this container was maybe somewhere close to it. But anyway, I nurtured these things starting in January, which was a pain in the ass because they got up to size. So I planted one of them in a container and the other one was, it's the bigger one of the two and boy, does it look ugly. It's scrappy. But yesterday I said, you know, why not? You know, so those are probably a month and a half, kind of if I think about how tomatoes grow my garden when I plant them outside, probably a month at least to a month and a half ahead of my other tomatoes. So I'm calling tomatoes in early July.
0: And you usually get them in August, right?
2: Yeah, I think I just changed my mind there. But yeah, I normally get my first full-size tomato in August. I can't remember when I first get my uh, cherry tomato. But whenever it is, it's, it's going to be earlier this year. I call it, it Hey, there you go. But what happens if it's not a cherry tomato, these volunteers? What happens if it's like something glorious? Well, what's Glorious anything besides a cherry tomato <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah you know i've got uh, some of those blue cream tomatoes that are like cherry tomatoes and they're sitting on the vine and they've been like ripe and ready not ripe, but they've been like what i figured is a final size for like a week now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm like all right turn like you're supposed to be like a brownish color with a blue stripe like what are you waiting for
2: I can't you know? wait to hear what that tomato tastes like. Every time you, I can't you, wait.
0: I've, I if, imagine it tasting like blueberry pie.
2: Every time you say it, it just sounds so delectable.
0: Yeah, it does. It, I think it's blueberry pie. That's what I'm gonna call it as.
2: Oh, that's so. that's a high bar.
0: But hey, you know what? That's what for. What month is this? It? For four months now, I've imagined it tasting like blueberry pie. Damn it, it's gonna taste like blueberry pie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Use your imagination.
0: But um, my first no, cherry
2: tomato last year was July 14th, so that's the that's the date to be, July 14th.
0: Okay, you
2: you, you might be there. It's you already done, man, go, though. It, it was written. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have fruit on those tomatoes.
0: Yeah, so I went back and did mine, and my first tomatoes generally are in June,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and last year my first tomato was in July.
2: Yeah, but those tomatoes are smaller when you put them out, remember?
0: They were, I mean, they were COVID pandemic panic moment, you know. Yeah.
2: Are you calling me? No, but that's going to be the story around my peppers. Like, my peppers, and I thought twice about it, but I said, you know, why let them continue to grow on the back porch in a, a, you know, nursery pot? Go ahead and put them in the ground. I can look at... There are a couple of them that have some good roots, but a lot of them... And I started my my peppers two weeks earlier this year. But I think I really... I keep on saying it, but I really believe that all that aphid damage stunted the growth of them. So, I don't know. I got a bunch of them planted. I'm sure I'll be happy with what I receive because it's all a blessing. Um, But it's going to be a long road for them.
0: (laughs) June 3rd last year, I got my first cherry tomato. So that was my first cherry tomato. But then my Romas and stuff, they were Mm -hmm. much later than that.
2: Did you do cherry tomatoes this year?
0: The blue cream is what. So usually every year I do a a cherry tomato, a Roma or plum tomato, and then a regular slicer. So my cherry tomato this year is blue cream. My plum type tomato is orange banana. And my slicer is an honest Abe.
2: So, I thought the blue cream was a regular-sized tomato. Mm-mm. Now that I know that it's a cherry-sized tomato, I believe it will be blueberry pie. I'm on board with you.
0: See, that's... Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: so if, I'm. If you, you are, know,
2: we're crazy together.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about them. Um, you know, the Honest Abe's, I'm curious to see. They, you know, mm-hmm. with a name like Honest Abe, like, come on, man.
2: <laughs> you know?
0: So, <clears throat> but... Uh, you know, what else is going on in your garden to this week?
2: Uh, so I have continued. Um, so now we're just going to mix all kinds of vegetables, spring and summer. I've continued to monitor my um, brassicas. Mm-hmm. The ones under cover with the tool fabric are just fine, as I expected. Um, the ones that are in the container that happen to be sitting inside of the cage baby all of them look great. I have cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, and collards in containers. And all look great. I saw, like, maybe on two plants a little bit of bug damage. Right. Um, so I'm going to wait for it to dry since we had this uh, rain. And I'm going to come back around with um, some neem oil on those couple of plants. But those look good. I am in the middle of slowing down before I bolt. <laughs> I know I butchered that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. So there's bok choy that's bolting. There's, um, which I direct sowed back in April. There is lettuce that's bolting, which is expected based on how long um, that's been growing. And then I have spinach. First successful um, harvest of spinach is coming up. So I've tried spinach and I never get the timing right for it. So, again, this is the first spring garden, the true spring garden. So, I'm looking closely on my garden walks because that's you can miss this stuff. Um, we've had some pretty high temperatures, like it's bouncing back and forth, but uh, the leaves are still edible. So, um, I may try a recipe that my good friend shared with me. Um, Who's that? It has something to do with chickpeas and spinach and.
0: Oh, you I got that all off the, the episode of the backyard kitchen.
2: Yeah. So, anywho, oh, I mean, no. there there are a lot Check of things going. I'm still not fully, fully planted, which is OK, because I have a lot of things that are planted. I'm harvesting food for my spring garden, which is so exciting. Remember, while I am, there's a little bit of a complaint around, oh, I'm a little tired. Woe is me. Earlier planting for me, planting in the spring has led to harvest. Yeah. In the spring. That's right? a big so, deal. It's huge. It's huge. I had some things that overwintered. So, yeah, I did have some, some kale that, you know, I enjoyed in April and May, right? Um, but there are things that I've planted this year that I'm putting on a plate. And that's freaking cool. Because normally for me, it's literally like July before I'm eating out of my garden at the earliest. Right.
0: You know? No, that's so, yeah. that's such a big deal because... You know, getting that earlier harvest makes everything worth worth it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like, you know, Miss Gardner came in last night and um, she went and got the eggs and the chickens are, they're busy. And she mm-hmm. was like, this is the first time in a while that she's like, I feel like if the grocery store shut down, we could eat every day.
2: Oh, that's beautiful, man. And I was
0: like, I was like, I told her, I was like. Well, don't fool yourself. Your ass is going to be on a, a strict diet, but
2: <laughs> some portion control rationing. Yeah. But yeah, I we'll mean, okay. you know,
0: but still, and she was, you know, she was like, still, she was like, every day we've got something coming in the house. And, you know, as part of that mushroom post, if you, if you scroll past it a little bit, you see I have handfuls of stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's like my big goal is just like every day, just get like a handful yeah you know i mean just a little bit every day makes a big you're just trudging away at it so i mean don't get me wrong of course i'd like to have baskets and baskets but that's not how it works for me
2: no i think it's um absolutely spot on when it comes to and maybe this isn't true but in my head maybe it's a part of how i justify things like eating out of your yard when you've not done it for months Right, You know, over the winter, I've not eaten out of my garden. Obviously, I have things that I've preserved, but that's different than going out and picking something fresh. Right. Like you baby step into it. You know, there's a part yeah. of I generally am I eat a little bit healthier you know, during the garden season. So these small kind of harvests really kind of get me back into, oh, I'm not going to go out and get a sandwich for lunch. No, let me totally go out, you know, in the backyard or the front yard, pull up a couple of things. So it prepares me for when the harvest comes on stronger, if I'm, you know, again, so lucky, you know, coming into this year. Yeah,
0: no, exactly. And I mean, that's how it is for us. And I mean, we're not getting our green beans yet, but all of our bush beans are blooming. Mm-hmm. So that I use those as like a precursor mm-hmm. to kind of get started, you know, get a couple cans in the ca- cabinet. And then when the actual vines go, mm-hmm. it's it's game on. You know what I mean? I'm ready. I'm, I'm in for it. So, um, you know, everything's catching up and growing and I'm, I'm super pumped, man. It's, it's turning good so far, but we also haven't hit like that humid, humid, humid weather yet. Yeah. And that's where you're going to get diseases. And, you know, we've got the squash vine borer that's coming now. We've got the Japanese beetles that'll be here soon. And, you know, that's the July for me too.
2: When they start to show themselves, I've been, I've been, I actually am like just randomly putting together a calendar in my head For whatever reason, I just I need the garden to not be as technical as my everyday life. Right. So sometimes (laughs) I I need it to be a bit carefree in some instances. So I have a bunch of spreadsheets. I have a bunch of lists, but I can't write it all down. I just don't want to. So anyway, through pictures, which are super duper helpful, I've been able to kind of put some things together. And when needed, I can refer back to, oh, keep in mind that the Japanese beetles, you're going to start seeing them humping in July. Right. I have pictures yeah. of them from last year. Don't judge me. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think that each year it allows me to become a little bit more prepared, but kind of in my own time, because what I can't and won't allow is the garden to be a wor- worrisome space for me. Right. So that's my, yeah, work.
0: I mean, you know, I think it's just part of it and I think it's hard. I think it's, sh- it can be stressful, but At the same time, you know, you've got all these things going on and it's something that you're very passionate about. It's going to have a little bit of stress to it. And that's something that we just have to deal with and learn how to manage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in due time, you do get better at managing these things. You know, it's like the first year I had Japanese beetles. I panicked. Now it's like, okay, when they come, I know what to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, I take each thing one step at a time. It's like I got that septoria leaf spot on my tomatoes last year. Well, guess what? I'm on top of it this year. You know what I mean? Like, what caused the issue? Okay, this caused the issue. How do I stop it? Okay. And so, you know, you just over time it gets to one of those things. But I think, you know, you're going to be gardening up into well into your 70s and 80s. You're, you know, imagine in X amount of years, I won't say out loud, when you turn 70 and you go to plant your garden, (laughs) you're going to be like, and? Oh, you chewing up my leaves and I got Mm -hmm, you you know what mm -hmm. I mean like it's just it'll be second nature so but there's always going to be a challenge and that's the beauty of it though I think it keeps you sharp
2: Well, I definitely think that if I had a wand, a garden wand, and I waved it, it would be for a problemless garden. But that's not the world we live in. My wand is used for other good things. Um, But what I'm trying to say, because I agree with you, but what I'm trying to say is control the controllables. So don't create things that will make this, and not necessarily even stressful, make this less pleasurable. Right, And so... I do that. I edit my garden in my head all the time, right? So, um, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, there's a randomness around that, but it's a place of joy for me. That's what it has to be. And when I mean joy, I'm talking about like overall. Sure, I'm frustrated that my peppers, there's probably going to be less fruit on them because of how late of a start they're getting because they're so small, but, I ended up buying an eggplant. Remember, mine didn't make it. And they had two eggplants in the one container. Bonus! I planted yeah. those out. I wasn't even that happy about eggplants. Like, I almost decided to go without them this year. But look at it, Look at that. You know, look you can't at do that.
1: It. You gotta do it, man.
0: <laughs> you gotta do it. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is you never know what's gonna be around the corner. You know, and it's like last year, I had a bad tomato year.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
0: I had great green bean year and a great yeah. the best pea year of my life. So you know, it just it kind of is. I, I think what was the one tomato I planted? Half of a bed was taken up. I don't even remember what it was now. Whatever it was, I got two tomatoes off of, and all the other ones either cracked or fell off or got. It was disease. one of the big
2: boys, one of those. Because we were talking about like I, I I tried my luck with them again this year. Like, are they really really worth the trouble? That's the question we were asking.
0: Yeah, so, and those were indeterminates, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. so, unbeknownst to me, I had always grown determinate tomatoes, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. when they got to be, like, trees, I was like, what the hell's going Mm -hmm. on here? And so, this year, I planted these orange bananas and thought, oh, well, they're, you know, they're like Romas. No, they're indeterminate. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my tomato plants are now six feet tall. Yeah, And I'm like, all right, when should I top them? You know what I mean? Like, when should I go ahead and call it and top them? So I went through the other day and I got a five-gallon bucket worth of leaves and suckers and stuff off of them and kind of put them to the side because it's like, I'm not going to really worry about it. I'm just going to have to stay on top of this and move it forward and... You know, I just, I want the airflow. I want it cleaned up. I don't want them crazy. And I've got like another huge sucker that I think I'm going to have to cut off because it's just, you know, it'll end up cracking the whole side of the plant and then you just kind of got an issue. So we'll see. Yeah.
2: So, um, you may have to, I'm going to ask you to remind me cause I never taught okay. my tomato plants and I may, when you said it out loud, I said, Hmm, that may make things a little bit easier for me in the cage, baby. So yeah someone put that in your note in your head or in your book or in your phone and someone remind me about that later on that's i mean i well, gotta I'm keep gonna, it in. i can't write it down myself because then it's one more garden task but you well, know.
0: you're going to be reminded because i'm going to make a reel about it okay cool and i'm going to go ahead and tell you if i get a thousand views on it i will get 900 people saying why the hell would you cut the top (laughs) off a tomato plant you know what i mean like (laughs) i mean it's like i did the one about the eggplant and i got a lot of people why would you cut the leaves off of it why would you cut the flowers off i'm like ah you know and i'm trying to explain and i I didn't think that oh i should have explained it in the reel so i didn't have to do it Mm -hmm. 80 times but it's a very unpopular thing to do yeah and i get it but at the same time like i can't have my garden be like an erector set because <laughs> one good gust of wind comes mm-hmm. and the whole damn thing falls, and you have a big problem. Yeah, and that's the issue. So,
2: um, we need to get to the recipe of the day. Um, but two quick things: um, one, sending energy to ripen fruit versus continuing to produce more leaves, more leaves, more leaves. Is yes, one of the benefits of topping up your plant. Yep. Yeah. Um, two, I am trying to grow. Full size watermelons. Even saying it out loud, I see. I feel foolish, and I'm trying to grow them vertically. So stay tuned for a contraption I have. I dry fitted the contraption to create like a trellis under a trellis, right? Like (laughs) in my mind, it's craziness, but I just I have to try it to either know it's going to be successful. Or, you know, maybe I almost get there and make some tweaks. And it's so funny because 30 minutes ago, I'm just like, I just don't want anything else that's hard. But this is really like my garden is really not designed. It's not optimal for this. But I'm freaking trying it, man. All right. Those are my two things.
0: Okay. Well, look, we're going to go and we are going to come up with the best. And I mean, the single most recipe of the day you've ever heard.
2: Since you're listening to this, then something tells me you like to cook.
0: Hey y'all, Miss Gardner and I have been busy whipping up some food in the Backyard Kitchen.
2: Check us out as we grow some of our ingredients.
0: But most importantly, we just try to get the recipe right. Available now on YouTube at Backyard Gardens.
2: Remember, if you grow it, we will cook it or can it.
1: All
0: right, like most of my recipes, I have a quick and easy one for you.
2: Where's the confusion? I thought it was my recipe.
0: No, you did your recipe last week. Okay. Didn't you?
2: I don't remember, but, you know, guide me, oh recipe creator.
0: Oh, man, now, now we're confused. Well, I'm taking it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like like there won't ever be an opportunity for me to give another recipe? Are we s- fighting over recipes of the day now? <laughs> we are. We used to
0: fight over who was not going to do it. Now we're fighting over who's going to do it.
2: Yeah, but you know, the issue is because Leonard is all on this whole summer vacation kick now. And so he normally cues us in about who's going to do the recipe.
0: Look, let me just before I give you the recipe, Leonard's... F- ass was on set of the backyard kitchen the other day and he just wanted to eat constantly that ain't happening so he gets his portion and that's it and then he's gonna have to move on so anyways you know i i I alluded to this earlier i always always start with a fried green tomato Mm -hmm. so here's my recipe for a fried green tomato, and it's a mega easy. So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. So, I'm what ready. we do is you harvest your tomato while it's green, and you're gonna cut it. and And I usually cut mine between a quarter inch and an eighth of an inch, depending on how much you like. Because it's a different. How would you describe a green tomato's flavor?
2: Um, there's. It's definitely more. Citrus like, yeah. So think more lemon, lime, like a a, a little bit more sour, not, but not Parker sour. It's more tangy, tangy. That's it. Yeah.
0: It's more tangy. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do is once you <laughs> cut it, I take mine and I bread it in cornstarch. Okay. Yep. I just bread it in cornstarch with uh-huh. a little bit of um. And now look, you're gonna have to remember I'm a Carolina boy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I use Old Bay seasoning. Or I use slap your mama and I mean, slap your mama right in the face <laughs> and uh, maybe a little bit of hot pepper flakes to go with it, you know, but this is, you can really play around with your seasonings. Uh, we tend to like Cajun uh, flavors more. So for that kind of, cause I mean, let's face it, fried green tomato is a Southern dish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like fried True okra. Enough. It's like you get yeah. it in the South. So, yeah. um, and then you just, you fry it until it's golden Brown and we do a light pan fry. So, so we you don't, don't do use
2: like a true breading, meaning like, um, like, um, like cornmeal or, nope. you know. Okay.
0: Okay. I use, um, I don't know how I got onto the cornstarch, but I got onto it and I basically bread everything because it gives it a real light crust.
2: You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to taste you- the
0: breading so much
1: hmm
2: And you know, it doesn't hold as much oil, I imagine. I've not made it this way, but now that you describe it, I know that I've eaten them that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So okay. somebody accused me one time that I wasn't frying it correctly, uh, Southern, and then I had to let them know that I actually learned how to use cornstarch on a farm in the middle of nowhere And they were frying corn on the cob. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. But that's, you know, it's really simple. Just cornstarch, some kind of seasoning, and then you pat it together. You can dip it in milk if you want. Some people Mm -hmm, will do mm -hmm. that. And uh, that will just help the seasoning stick to it a little bit more. Yeah. So um, there's definitely been times for that. And then you just fry it till it's golden brown, drain it. And then I always add a little bit more salt on top of it, too. So the salt kind of helps with take out that tanginess. And that is fried green tomatoes.
2: I rarely fry, um, fry food at home Yeah, and I rarely fry green tomatoes, but I'm committing to doing so. And I enjoy them. I just hate the pain of like, all right, Once I fry something in oil, I got to fry everything for the next couple of days in oil before I toss that oil out, right? Well, that's Um, why we
0: do a light pan fry. mm -hmm, We don't do mm -hmm. a deep fry because then you just don't have as much oil and, you know, it's just a lot easier. Now, if you don't eat these, I I urge you, strongly urge you to try this recipe. And just know this, when you go in a restaurant, you order fried green tomatoes, it's always like 10 bucks. (laughs) <laughs> and all you're doing is you're buying a tomato that's not even ripe and frying it that's it it's easier yeah. to cut it's e- it's not as messy doesn't leak juice everywhere and you get them early and you're already enjoying stuff out of your garden up to a couple of weeks ahead of time you know what i mean
2: yeah it's um one of the it's a commodity you know when people visit Uh, Hey, you got any of those fried green tomatoes? Or they don't say that. Do you have any green tomatoes? And for me, I'm such a scrooge with my tomatoes. I'm growing many more this year, so it's different than last year. But years before, it's kind of like, nope, I want them all red. You know, I can't spare a square. uh, So I can be a little bit more giving, I think. Um, And I can, I have actually a pretty cool recipe for um, dill, dill green tomatoes that I really enjoyed over the winter.
0: Okay. Stay tuned for that in a future
2: episode. Please Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, but that's it. Nice and easy.
2: We are Um, eating from the garden, man. It's it's a beautiful thing.
0: It is. You know, I just I hope everybody's enjoying the end of their spring season and into their summer season. This is it. This is game time, everybody. This is you're going to be growing your hundred dollar tomato. You're (laughs) you're going to be starting new gardens and making new beds, and I personally am humbled and thankful that you guys are joining us so thank you is there anything you want to tell the good people
2: well i can't go with the classic just yet but (laughs) let's just say that you all make my garden heart sing and with that see ya